Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode will watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, fairy tale friends. It's Ryan. You know me. And Tara. Yes, we're here for a mini tale uh, for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Uh, today, we are doing Turner and Hooch, as as requested by one of our top fans, Richard, on yes. the Facebook group. Richard and I, of course, old uh, band mates. Not a cool rock band, you might think. but SMU. <laughs> but, but, but a marching band. Um, so just a couple things at the top. Number one, we are our studio, Studio J, is mm-hmm. going through some um, uh, renovations. An uplift. An uplift. It's getting an uplift. So it's getting a we've been trying to figure out how to record the podcast and do that sort of thing in here as we're doing the renovation. So we're like holding our condenser mics, which you're really not supposed to do, and trying to keep as still as possible. Uh until we get and, new until we get some new equipment, some new like places to put them, things like that. I will say I like holding them. I feel like we're in like a fireside chat or like a cozy little Well, okay, but now imagine when you're doing a full episode and you've got your whole thing of notes that you're flipping around and you have to hold use one hand. Do you think that's gonna work? Yeah, probably not, but I enjoy <laughs> it right now. We'll see how this forty five minutes goes. Ask me at the end if okay. I still like okay. it. <laughs> uh number two, uh we're gonna get into this is a spoiler for the movie. So if you really for some reason want to go in spoiler free to this movie, I think you should go in with this one spoiler. Stop the movie, stop the podcast, watch the movie. But for everyone else, we're gonna spoil this right up front. The dog dies in this movie. And it's We lose Hooch. And we it's lose Hooch. Devastating. It's yes. It's so. beyond devastating, actually. And we'll go into it in a little bit. But what I will share with you is I had never seen Turner and Hooch. I've just seen like the main clips that they share in the trailer and on right. TV over the years. I knew that we lose Hooch, that Hooch I dies. told Tara at the beginning, and I feel like for a few minutes that painted your version of this movie like you're kind of against I the, wasn't into it. You're like, and then I got it, into it. Because the scene of Tom Hanks being like really uptight yeah and you were kind of like what is this movie and then i got into it and then i loved it and then i forgot and then i remembered as the dog the dog gets it shot is, it is not a quick scene and what i want to talk about it when we get there i yes, kind of want to talk is, about a couple of other things it first. was rough because i've seen you cry in movies I, before and it's usually like a quick scene or whatever i audibly I was, sobbed yes like vocal vocally i was upset i was sobbing I was streaming tears. Yes. It was I was hugging the dog, our dog. It I was had bad dog dreams that night. Not great. Yeah. Um so just you know, there's a website I think we've talked about it like does the dog die.com where it just tells you you put in a movie it goes yes the dog dies and, and this is on that. This is yes. this is I think the worst dog death and we'll get to it that I've seen and not that it was like I take that back. There are Movies that have way worse dog deaths, but they're typically rated R. This was like, let's spend this whole time getting with this character and then mm-hmm. kill them. And it, it was, you know, on top of it being a character you've learned to love over the course of the film, 
it's also a dog. So if you're a dog lover, like it's it's double duty and it's rough. Yeah, or an animal lover in general. Animal lover in general. Uh, so how it connects to Disney. Yes. So it, <laughs> it loosely, it does connect it does. listeners. A couple things. Number one, this is a touchstone film. Touchstone film. We've done a touchstone film before. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's right. And it's the. Wait, same year? 1989? The, Ra- Roger Rabbit, I believe, was 87. So this oh, is after okay. Roger Rabbit. Um, I. I, I'm shocked you couldn't tell by the the technical leaps this movie made from <laughs> Roger Rabbit. Um, so it's Roger Rabbit was so ahead of its time. I this feel movie like. feels like it could it could be it's 100 an 80s movie, but if you like, it could bef- be in any part of any the part 80s. of the 80s. I, I think it, maybe that. after about 83. Well, I mean, it depends on where Big is. It definitely feels like post Big Tom Hanks, and it's like kind of a B Tom Hanks, but it's still. I mean, B Tom Hanks is really it's good. Still, A everybody there's, else. There's a few really bad Tom Hanks movies. Um, this is, you know, this is this is a solid B. I think it is rated PG. Uh, and the other way that it connects to Disney is when they were pitching. We've talked about this mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. another episode, but when they were pitching Toy Story to Tom Hanks and having him voice Woody, they did a, I don't know what you call it, a mock-up a or mo- a test. Yeah, they did, they did some, uh, you know, I feel like I had the word till you said, I don't know what you call it. Uh, no, it's, it's not your fault. Um, but like, uh, they did Woody animation to Tom Hanks being like, don't eat the car. Like, yeah, had him do, to his yelling. And if you love a Tom if Hanks you yell, love Tom Hanks yelling, which I do, this may be the yellingest Tom this Hanks may movie. be the top of the Tom Hanks yell. And it's, it's so all good. good. I rarely heard him yell and have it not be that like, oh, hooch, don't eat the car. Like, it's, it's the whole thing. Is it's just, so great. It's, it's it's really good. Top to bottom, like, peak Hanks. Now, if you're into Tom Hanks a little more than the normal person, this is also a very good movie to watch because there is a lot of Tom Hanks. So he's about 33 yeah. is what we came out on Yeah, this. I think is what we looked Early at. 30s. Um, and he is spending a lot of this movie in tidy whities Well, he, but they're not white. They're like the green. They're, they're like, like um, hunter forest green. green. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, if, well, the first scene is he's hooch keep he's keeping hooch outside, and hooch keeps barking or howling or whatever, and he he's comes out to, to yell at him. And again, it's good. It's him like, why? Why are you barking? Why? Like, yeah. so just great, Tom Hanks. And then, but he's out there in like a t-shirt and those those tidy whities which again, they're not white, but I'm gonna keep calling him that. Um, and they, uh, like, do you remember the first episode of Breaking Bad where it's, yes, Walter, it's, it's Walter in mm-hmm. his tidy whities and the shirt. And they, it, okay. Walter's tidy whities like don't fit him. They're kind of dirty. They're not right. great. Tom Hanks look like they just came out of the package and they fit exceptionally well. Speaking of Parker. <laughs> um, so he, uh, but, but like that was a Brian Cranston choice mm. where he said, I want him to look as pathetic as possible. And the most yeah, pathetic they... look is a shirt and then tidy white. Yeah. Um, and that's what he looks like in that moment. But then he's wrestling with them to get in the bath. And it almost, I almost felt like this is a little exploitative of Tom Hanks's <laughs> body. Like they, and then, and then when he's hooking, you know, a post coital with the, vet yeah and he's shirtless i'm like this is like some like i think the director somebody was like if we into get, tom hanks. get hanks as naked as possible <laughs> as he's willing to go in this movie uh we should also talk about that his character has a lot of <laughs> i don't know what to call them obsessive compulsive compulsions yeah compulsions. compulsions that's it that's the word i'm looking for and so they're used for laughs, but I did just want to say at the top that for individuals that maybe 
have like struggle with that. I don't know if you'll find it funny or not. So I did want to put that at the top. Yeah. I know you don't see it that way and you thought it was very funny and lighthearted. Well, I, but- I, I think so. I think you make a good point of I think that character is like not um, it, like it, it's kind of like he's not meant to have a mental issue but that's how he plays his compulsion because and, he they all he also just eventually he's like I learned to love a dog and now I got rid of this mental health issue where it's like okay yeah that that's what I will say is like the compulsions lessen through the films so yeah. you almost forget that he had them at one point mm-hmm. but I do want to say that that at the start it's very clear well, that he has a lot of he's very regimented famous and, yeah famous police actor Yes. Reginald Vell Johnson, who is his partner or he, his replacement. Okay, so he's a cop in Die Hard. He's a cop in Family Matters. Cop he's in Ghostbusters. Cop in Ghostbusters. He's a cop in Turner and Hooch. So yeah. how many is that? Five or four? That's that's five, I think. And Hard, uh, he yeah. appears in the television series Turner and Hooch. You said he, yes, he appears. Is he, a cop? Is he still? A he's cop the in same that? character. So, so I don't know if he's still a maybe cop he's at a retired, time, but cop. yeah, he's at least a retired cop. So yeah. Um. So he explains that the, the that he just needs to big R relax, and the best way to do that is to is to excuse me. We're in the this is a touchstone episode, so we're gonna have some PG mm. salty language. Is to get laid. Well, and then later on, you af- humped the vet. Yeah, I hated that <laughs> it's the phrase. Worst. It's the worst. Some phrase. some writer. That that was an end of the day line where he's like, I gotta go to bed, but I gotta finish the scene. Yeah. I gotta, all right, humped the vet, yeah, and he no. like signed, pushed away from his typewriter and went to changed, bed. <laughs> but uh, the other thing I really liked about this movie was that it ticks a lot of boxes as far as style. I don't know if genre is right for movie, but. It's a crime movie. Like, oh, if you for like, you? Yeah. Well, and I think for, for other listeners, it's got a crime that they're solved, They're trying to solve. It's small town. It's got coach. It's got it's Craig got T. Nelson. Yeah, but it's a buddy, kind of a buddy cop movie. Yeah, but the buddy is, is huge. But it also, I think, is Reginald Val Johnson a little bit. They a Not little. as much as Hooch, yeah. but they do like have a stronger relationship throughout mm. it. So you've got that going on. It's a little bit of a romantic comedy thrown in there because there is a little bit with the vet. The extremely thirsty vet. Thirsty. I mean, she saw the dailies of him running around in his underwear. All I'm Must saying have been is, like, good for her for putting herself out there. She, like, oh, lets him know. she puts know. herself out there. She is very sex forward. And, like, it's fine, but it's just, like, I thought it was it's great. refreshing. Like, it's something yeah. you don't normally see in those movies. And she's just flat out, like, it's, it's, just, it's just funny to see someone be so... Um, Again, sex positive, and then the way they show that they've like cut, they kiss, cut to Tom Hanks getting orange juice from the fridge that night, and then and her, still like, being a little little under handsy. And that afterwards. was a whole scene. The whole omelet scene was like one shot. I really liked that scene. It was, and it a felt. A, there's some parts of this that feel a little improv-y. Um, yeah. Like the whole scene where he's doing the stakeout with Hooch, Wait, and he's just talking to Hooch like a person. I love when he's like explaining. He's like, well, I should have. He go. He's like. You know, I should have done it. I should have turned in my papers. I had them done. It was just, you know, the vision thing was going to keep me out of the Air Force. And, I, and it's just very, yeah. it's not particularly a funny lines that he's giving, but it's just funny that, like, it's this very serious, goofy conversation. Like, but it's a very serious conversation he's having with a, 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 a 
dialogue partner who cannot respond. But I do think it's relatable if you are an animal lover, if you have pets, especially dogs. I don't necessarily talk to our girl lady quite to the extent that Tom Hanks does in the in the stakeout scene, but I do have full conversations with her. And oh, sometimes yeah. I talk to her and you think I'm talking to you and I'm talking to her. You come downstairs. Yes. And hear oh, me I'm wondering who you're her. speaking to. A lot because... of times I sing to her. So like, like today when we were going to the park, I was like singing a little song to get her like yeah. ready for the park. Well, you also were like, do you want some water? But she just put up her ears yeah. when I said P-A-R-K. <laughs> so, so sometimes when you say like you do lady voice, it's a little, you know, like, Hey dog, you know, it's yeah. a little sing songy and I can tell it's mm-hmm. not to me. Yeah. Um, but when you were like, we're in the park and you were like, do you want some water? You just said it like so normally. I, was, like, <laughs> I forgot about and that. And we only had like the dog water thing. And yeah. I was like, I'm not drinking from that. <laughs> like, like, what are you talking about? Um, uh, do you want to go through the, the plot kind of quickly? Yeah. I, so I think I had started to say this and then we oh, kind so of sorry, went. So no, sorry. that's fine. We kind of went in another direction, but it starts with the plot. I really like that Tom Hanks is in a small town. We looked it up. It's Cypress Beach, California. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is he's moving from like this small town to the big city to be a cop in Sacramento. But I love that he knows everyone. And it happens throughout the movie. Like when they get Ernie's car and he knows Ernie. Oh, he, they comment. You know, it's a scene in like a lot of cop yeah, comedies. Like, we have to comment to your vehicle. And then as soon as he opens it, like, Ernie, move over. Like he knows who's yeah, ca- and then car Ernie's in there, and it and it's Ernie's mom's. Like he's just learning to drive. Yeah. It's a teenager, but I like that throughout the whole film we run into locals, and mm-hmm. he knows all of them, right? And it's very clear that he's been helping them, and like the one woman who bakes him muffins all the yes. time, and and then Amos, who I loved, who uh, oh, who's Hooch's really li- owner? I really liked. I think they got across the relationship with Tom Hanks that. He puts up with the dog, but he genuinely cares for Amos. And he genuinely, like, he doesn't just, yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Because he was saying there's something suspicious going on across the way. He lives in a junkyard um, on the water. And there's this seafood plant across the way. Yeah. And Hooch is always barking. His vision is poor. His hearing's poor. The Amos old man, is, Amos. Yeah. But Hooch always is hearing something going on late at night and kind of alerting him. And I like that Tom Hanks doesn't really dismiss him totally. It's in the back of his mind, but I but think... But he takes the time to, like... There's a bit of there where he, like, kind of feels for Amos as an old man. It, it feels like he really cares for Amos, and even though maybe he doesn't necessarily believe him, he's, like, kind of has some sympathy for this old man living on a barge by himself. Yes, yeah, and he checks in with him every day, and he mm-hmm. even warns Amos. He's like, remember, I'm leaving, and he says... The new guy, he might not check in with you every day like I do, but if you have any problems, like yeah. I'm showing him around to let him know well, that you're here. So Tom Hanks sneaks onto the thing and they play also Strauss, the, the, the theme from 2001, and uh, Hooch comes flying out of yeah. him. And Hooch does this bit where he will put his mouth on someone's neck to like kind of pin him to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny watching those. I, I love watching like – look at this big mean dog and you can tell the dog's kind of like <laughs> like but like they've added like really like scary dog barking over it mm-hmm. but yeah i remember amos comes out he's like he's like that dog you know something like that and amos is like oh he didn't even break the skin that dog loves you yeah that like- dog loves you yeah <laughs> it's really great i did have a question and i don't know that we looked it up uh 
one was the specific type of breed, and it was an ancient a, French breed. A Doug de Bordeaux. Oh. All our French listeners. Yeah, sorry. Are upset. Uh, I don't know that the, we have that many French listeners. The other question I had uh, was, did this give that breed a bad name? Because they do present hooch as very aggressive. It's very clear... Aggressive is maybe the wrong word. I don't. I don't really want to. Speaking of dogs. Speaking of dogs, uh, I don't want to label Hooch aggressive, but he's very particular on who he likes. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. very protective of Amos. Yes. Above all else, he's protective of Amos, and we see that very clearly. He like he likes uh, Scott. Scott Turner. Yeah, yeah, he likes Scott, but. There's some kinks that need to be worked out there, but it's very clear. Well, Scott is uptight. Yes. And the other thing that Amos says that Scott says later is anger. He really doesn't handle if you come at him with anger. I'm glad we're getting all this dog background for this particular episode. Yeah. But if he comes at him with anger, which I think approach with animals is very key. I think Mm -hmm. how you approach an animal. God. How you approach an animal, I think, makes a huge difference, mm-hmm. right? In your tone of voice, in your body language. It's the same when you approach another human, another person. So I think it's important we mention that there, but I was curious if after the movie. I mean, I don't I don't know anybody who has that type of dog. I like, don't either. I, it, uh, to me, when they were like, it's a very specific breed, I was like, oh, that looks like a just a mutt weird type of dog mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it's the same breed of the new show like it's this i was like oh so there's a breed let's hold on one second <laughs> sorry we had to uh, uh, deal with the 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 real power behind the house here our dogs so we are back now i have no idea what we were talking about oh the breed yes um yeah i'm not exactly sure what happened there i uh it was just a thought i had i mean we have a pit bull so you know they are misunderstood a lot and labeled and a lot of other breeds are too pit bulls aren't the only one yeah so i was curious because of how hooch is portrayed in the film if that I will say I remember like when this movie came out and the thing that stuck with me not so much was like, oh, what an aggressive breed. Because you watch the movie and the whole movie is about like Hooch he needs very to relax. Protective well, of Scott. But, but yeah. the one thing that does not change with Hooch that is a problem in the beginning and is a problem in the end is the amount of drool. Yeah. And I remember thinking that like, oh, I can't get one of those dogs because they're going to just drool yeah. everywhere. And I don't know. Some of that looked like I don't know if that was drool or they were like adding something to kind of drool them up. That'd be interesting to know. I mean, I'm sure there are dogs that drool that much. I mean, I've seen when Lady has like the spittle. The, yeah, what do you say? It looks like different. you're eating a shoe and the shoelaces are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but going back to what you're saying about uh, Hooch being protective, like that's the point of the movie is that there's something going on at the seafood factory. They catch Hooch and the old man seeing them, so they, they kill. They hear Hooch barking. They hear Hooch, and they so think they, the old man has seen something, even though he hasn't. They kill Amos. They try to bribe him first. They try to bribe him first. Yeah. Okay, we don't have to get into like every little minute detail. They kill Amos, and then the point is that Scott Turner goes, well, Hooch is a witness. Like, he believes, you know, there's not like a discovery moment of, or an aha. He just goes, I think this dog, because he goes, he goes, could the dog like he goes see the someone in a, well, 
and asks her that yeah, question. He tries to leave him at the vet, but then he asks him the question, like her the question. Could of, he identify? Could he identify someone? someone? She's like, well, no, they don't see in two dimensions. Um, so, but she could he could smell or hear it. Yeah. So then later, when he's at the police station, and that one of the guys is in the wedding that's letting out across the street, he like leans out the window and starts barking, and then goes starts after going him. Cra- not yeah. crazy, but starts like really wanting to go run right, after right. this guy, and then that's where Ernie picks up. I appreciate your uh, commitment to making sure you're not using like bad term. You don't want the podcast to give this dog a bad name. No, either. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't at all. I think it's important. Uh, also, I just want to say it is not a good idea to feed your dog chocolate, chocolate chip cookies chip and beer. So that was the thing they said in, in some of the in the. Uh, that's what Amos feeds him, but yes. I will say chocolate Scott is toxic to dogs. Scott does go and buy a hundred dollars worth of ninety-seven, yeah, whatever, yeah, of dog food and shampoo for baths and breath bones and you know all these things. So he is trying to feed him a little bit healthier. Of a well, diet. that's a scene. So. He brings who like it's this all this stuff where he brings Hooch home. Hooch uh, tries to go back to the vet because there's a what's a what's a lassie dog is it a called collie? A, a collie. There's a collie there um, who he is in love with, um, and they make a big deal, which will pay off at the end by letting you know that Hooch still has his testicles. Yeah, like they are loud and proud, and um, he. Uh, eventually Scott brings him home, leaves him outside, he's barking, and he's like, okay, fine, you can come in. And he, like, takes him to the house. He's like, this is not your room. This is not your yeah. room. Those are the rules, blah, blah, blah. And he puts him in a room. Laundry room. A laundry room. And uh, he goes off, and I forget what he's doing. Like, he's doing something for the case. Oh, no, no, that's when he's buying the stuff from the grocery store. He's buying the food, yeah. Uh, And we actually watch this. We usually watch it and then do the recording. We watched this yesterday, so we might be a little rusty. And then there's that scene where Hooch is, like, breaking through the door. And it's a little cheesy because it's definitely, like, a fake dog head. And then, like, it's very thin balsa wood he breaks through. Mm -hmm. And then he just tears apart the house. And, like, the scene I thought was fun. A lot of the stuff with the dog I really enjoyed. Like, I think Tom Hanks was good, but, like... As but a I dog owner, played, I was really into the dog stuff. I think stuff. he played well off of the dog, right? Because yes. the dog doesn't talk, doesn't, you know right. what I mean? And so I think the relationship between Tom Hanks and the dog, I'd love to know if there are any behind the scenes or any interviews with Tom Hanks mm-hmm. about how he enjoyed his time working with that dog. Well, there was an interview where he made a big deal where he thinks the movie would have done better if they didn't kill Hooch. He thinks that really mm. hurt the movie, yeah. which I can kind of understand. Um, oh, I don't like the animal control scene. I made a note of that. Oh, it's yeah. right after Amos dies. And they call, basically, Hooch sits with Amos after he's been oh, killed, which is so sad. And then somebody sees it walking by and reports it. And that's how the cops are called. And so when cops get on the scene, it's before Scott gets there. And uh, they're trying to get the dog away from the body. And they get attacked. And so now the dog's in the house. And mm-hmm everybody is afraid to go up to the dog because of that and the animal control they like try to wrangle him and then the one guy keeps saying bad dog and i basically screamed at the tv and i was like he's not a bad dog he's a scared dog and he's a sad dog because his owner just died like i feel like you i i mean and i guess if you were a bad animal control person you wouldn't like videotape it and put it up online but like most of the stuff we see is the people finding pit bulls and like really spending a lot of time getting them to trust them and like come into the car so they can get them to a shelter or whatever and so yeah but i'm sure for every like 
like one person who's yeah. kind, there's someone out there who's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, animal control was just portrayed as like this intense way to get hooch. And then you see well, like, Scott come in yeah. to try to. And Scott still is not necessarily kind, but he deals with him a lot better, yeah. you know. And he does the whole thing where he's got him in the, the, the stick with the lasso at the end, mm-hmm. but he's walking him slowly because he can't get him in the car, <laughs> which yeah. is a fun scene. Um, let me see. Let me. See. What else should we talk about with this? I you. The other thing I wanted to mention is when there's violence and Amos, it's a knife oh, yeah, that's yeah. thrown at him. We don't see any blood because it's PG. Because it's PG, and Ryan made a point to say that, and I was like, oh, that makes sense that it's PG. When Hooch dies, I like getting Hooch worked shot. up even talking about it. When Hooch is shot, it's basically this end scene. There's a twist with one of the characters. Let's let's not reveal the yeah. the crime twist. Yeah. So there's a crime twist, and all of the characters kind of get into a shootout. Crime and twist it, is like a lime twist. Mm. Stupid. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, get in a shootout, kind of in this seafood factory, and Hooch is there with Scott, and then it's the other, it's the bad guys. Yeah, Hooch gets shot. And Hooch gets shot, and they show so much. Of the blood of Hooch. And I was like, I don't understand if it's PG and they don't want to show blood and they don't want to show violence. How is it okay to show it on an animal, but it's not okay? You you can't show human. I understand that. It's like when they show um, you can't have decapitations in movies, but you can decapitate like non-humans as much as you want so in the last like twilight movie people are just ripping off heads left and right but that's a vampire that looks exactly like a human but they just go oh it's a vampire it doesn't count and well and that's what i want to my argument here is i would argue that it's just as traumatic it's just as emotional oh it's incredibly traumatic an animal shot and then see all that blood especially when you haven't seen it anywhere else in the movie so if i'm watching a rated r movie there's violence, there's blood, there's all these things, and it's there throughout the film, right? I mean, I think if they, when they it, pull out the knives, there should be some blood yeah, on it or something. Yeah, to have it be so censored throughout the whole film, and then the big intense scene that's already going to be emotional. Yes. That's already going to be traumatizing and triggering for folks. And then add the blood into it, to me, was too much. So they apparently filmed a version where Hooch makes it in the other one, and they did... Um, research on both or they did they did they did screenings of both and and the test audiences tested the movie the exact same in both of them but they were getting a more obviously visceral reaction to hooch dying so they just went with that one that's yeah, why it's they chose a lot. that one. I, I will say and it is a lot because it's like they bring him back to the vet and there's a big oh long gosh. scene i of actually them trying don't know how much him. more i can talk about that's it. fine like it, it actually my tear my eyes are welling up with very tears. it's rough but to skip to the end the good news is uh, Hooch and the collie get together, get together, and, and have puppies. Have puppies, but it's before again as, Hooch has before died. Hooch has passed. <laughs> yeah, it's not some like beyond the grave. Um, but uh, he, he, what did I refer to as the lady in the tramp situation? Because their yes. do- their pups are apparently like three collies and then one, and Hooch. one Hooch, and yeah. like. Again, they come home, so it's Tom he Hanks has moved in. He gets called from work. He, he yes. uh, 
Stays put. Well, first he helps Reginald Vell Johnson. Like, the big joke of this movie is it's a very small town, like you said, and no crimes mm-hmm. happen in the beginning. They're like, yeah, we, we find the stolen bikes. The biggest crime bikes. is stolen bikes. And that's what Reginald, that's why he applied for the job. Yeah, he doesn't he want a place with yeah. any crime. And then he, at the end, he like does the thing with the big bolt cutters and opens the thing. And there's all these bikes. And he's like, I solved the case, which is great. Yeah. But then they're like, your, you know, your wife called her and, and it's like, he's at it again, mm-hmm. which I think works if Hooch had survived. Yeah, it you works either way. You know what I'm Because they just mm-hmm. say he. Although she was, she was really good with Hooch. So I do think if it was adult Hooch, I think she had more command. He listened to her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this pup doesn't seem to listen to anyone. <laughs> And he was so cute because he was like thin and had like the big ears and everything. Really he was a very cute looking dog. And that's how it ends. And then the whole credits are apparently on like slow motion of like Hooch running and all this yeah. stuff. By the way, uh, Hooch a- played by Beasley the dog, Aww. which is also the name of my dog growing up. There's also a lot of slow motion shots whenever he shakes and the, runs so you can the see The slobber the, gets gross. There's but not, the, not just the slobber, but the folds like when he shakes around. When, well, when he was running his like... Cheek flaps clap under his under his chin when yeah. he comes down. It was insane. Um, so let's real quick before we go any further. I, I I just because this is what part of the reason Richard wanted us to see it. I think is because you know there was the Disney Plus connection to the show, mm-hmm. um, which I watched the trailer for, and I might check it out. But like I didn't care about any of the human characters in the trailer. I only just wanted to see the dog. Yeah. Um. I think Chloe, who did our Black Cauldron episode, said mm-hmm. he enjoyed it. Um, that it is someone playing. So the the basic premise, as far as I can tell, is someone is playing Tom Hanks's son. Tom Hanks has passed and gives his dog, who he calls Hooch, and is a Hooch breed. Um, that he got. They're like, your dad got this at a at a shelter because he said it was exactly like Hooch, and mm. he missed Hooch, and now he wanted you to have it because he thinks you need it. Because I think the the kid is like trying to get his life together because he wants to get the chief position. At the, the small pis- town. Got yeah. it. Got it. Um, so, yeah. So, it's that's kind of the thing. And then Hooch ends up, like, there's a scene where, like, he tips something over and there's money underneath it. That's the thing is, like, I did like that this crime that they're trying to solve wasn't, like, a huge mystery. Like, it 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 it, it worked enough where he was trying to figure it out, but it wasn't, like, I will super say- twisty and turny. But it was, like, and it's just, like, they're trying, they're laundering money through yeah. the seafood place. And I will say that Hooch... Does things that I think if you were a trained police dog, you could probably have them do some of those things. But he most <laughs> well, likely... Well, he's like, go around the back, boy. And yeah, he like, knows where me. to go. Yeah. yeah, which is ridiculous. By that point, you're like sold you're on this because, relationship. Yeah, because you love the dog and you love the relationship that's happened between Tom Hanks and the yeah. dog. Yeah. The scene where like they really get together, where Tom Hanks is kind of like whipping him with the towel, and he's yeah, grabbing when he's the towel. playing with him in the and house, then, and it's then he so like cute. he he bites Hooch's neck, and then he's like yeah, <laughs> like spit yeah. Out there. I did like that part. It is that's really the sweet. best part of the oh, movie I wrote is that the dog in my notes stuff. and overlooked it yeah. when he's trying because because again, like I was saying, there's all these scenes where it's like Tom Hanks is quote unquote frustrated with the dog, but you can tell the dog is having like the, the mm-hmm. time of his life. I watched a movie um, late night after going out with a friend, and then crashing on his couch and we watched a movie when we got back that was sci-fi channel called rottweiler <laughs> and it was about this like terminator-esque rottweiler so it was like you know like metallic skeleton with mm. you know rottweiler flesh over it and there were all these scenes where this rottweiler would jump on some woman 
I think it was this woman, this one scene, and she was like covered in in, in caro syrup, like red caro mm-hmm. syrup to look like blood. And the woman's like, no, no. But like, and the 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 the, the sound is like, like this noise. But then you see the dog, and like it's a B movie, so they did even worse than Turner and Hooch. Mm-hmm. The dog is like lapping up the syrup, like, oh my god, this tastes so looks so happy. And then they'll like cut to like a, a puppet head, and the puppet head looks like so vicious and gross. And then the the wide shot is the happiest Rottweiler, mm-hmm. and Rottweiler has a little stump but the stump is like a wagon like yeah. he's having the time of his Little life on tail. this movie and then the actress is just like no no like there was a scene like that where he's like hooch watch this guy and hooch just looked like he was sitting there and they were putting like growls underneath it and the, the actor had to look uh the, the actor who was like at the at the motel and they caught mm-hmm. had to look really scared and i, I just liked watching that and imagining hooch like from his perspective he's like oh I just sit here and this guy's looking yeah. at me but he's acting super afraid i just love that i love like filming a movie from the perspective of the dog like what does the dog think is going on mm-hmm. but let's let's wrap this up real quick unless you got something else no i think we covered the bulk of it yeah. i am glad we watched it thank you for the recommendation yes yeah, so that was Richard. my question did you enjoy it i enjoyed it i don't well, the scene at the I end, I think, is I don't know that I'd watch it again because of how emotional the scene at the end was for me. Let's, but I think now that I know it's happened... Let's say they release a version where Hooch makes it. Would you watch it again? Yeah, 100%. Like, that's the reason you wouldn't watch it. Yeah, the reason I wouldn't watch it is for the scene where Hooch dies. And because it, I, it shook me. Like, well, I can't... I've watched other movies where animals die, and it's very sad, and I have a hard time. And maybe it's now because... We own a dog of our yes. own. I think that that's... Especially a dog that's a misunderstood breed. We have a pit bull. Yeah, I think there, I think there was a lot more that went into it, but mm-hmm. I just emotionally, it wrecked me. Well, also, and I'm I'm going to try not to talk about the end because I can tell you're getting a little yeah, upset just I, talking about it. But the rest of the movie is so good at not only it just being like, like, remember when we talked in Never Any Story of my sister not paying attention? She's like, is that mm-hmm. horse going to die? Yeah. It's, it's not only just a dog. It's a dog that you've come to love over the and course of this character. movie. That they've, they've done such a good job of making you care about. And you've seen mm-hmm. this journey of, like, even if you are, you know, a good dog owner, you can see how people would perceive him as a bad dog at the beginning. Now, not only, like, you know, he's moved. He's had some character development as well as Tom Hanks's character. Yes. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say there at the end? Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know. It, it was going to be spectacular. It was going to blow your mind. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, guys, uh, check out Turner and Hooch, knowing that one part at the end that it's 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 going to wreck you. Um, I will tell you – this is what I was going to say. I will tell you, the audience, what I told Tara. Uh, when they called cut, that dog <laughs> got up. They gave him a bunch of bunch of treats and a bunch of belly rubs. He went to craft services and probably went to town. It was it was fine. It he lived a long life. Moment. I'm just telling you, he's fine. I appreciate he, it. Didn't it help fine. me in the moment. It, it, it's acting. That was a wonderful act. You action. don't know how long he lived. Oh, I thought you were going to say you don't know if he really died right then. And I'm like, I feel like we would have heard about <laughs> it if that had happened. I, I mean, you that would have been a real uh, issue yeah, with I'd that like movie. I'd like to think that they treated him well on set uh, because of the relationship with Tom Hanks, but. I don't know. You don't know. How I will try and find out more information about Beasley the dog. And post I would it. like to know. I will yeah. see what you do. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, and uh, next next time is our big 100th episode. So send in those questions ASAP. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Take care, listeners.
Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is to at trpdiaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Thank you.